Welcome back to Amplify. I hope you enjoyed the first episode with Agent Johnny Red. I guess from the teaser you know already who's going to be the next guest, but let me introduce her properly. She's a teacher who published multiple horror and thriller books. Basically, she's my dream teacher. I really wish we had teachers like her in school, but we didn't. One of her books was already featured on my Instagram uh, in May 2020. So without further ado, author Ellie Detweiler. Starting with the questions, I, I, I just wanted to clarify one thing. LA, is it okay if I call you LA or Lindsay N? Either one is fine. So Lindsay or LA is fine with me. Okay, okay. So. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm good. I'm really feeling inspired and I'm really awesome. Thank you very much for joining this oh, channel. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I wanted to, to give a platform to all the talents today because we, we don't know what's going to happen in 2021. Nothing is moving into the right direction. So I guess a lot of people are without job. A lot of people are confused and depressed. So I just wanted to give a bit uh, positive to start a chain of positive feelings in the world. Like, let's hope that I succeeded. I love that. Yeah. So... Uh, I really wanted to know more about you. Where are you from? I know that you're from Pennsylvania, if I recall mm -hmm. correctly. Tell me, please, where did you grow up and uh, about yourself? Um, I actually grew up in a really small town that I still live in. It's called Holidaysburg, Pennsylvania. Just a really small community. I was born here, grew up here, and I still live here. I actually teach in the same high school that I went to. Um, and my husband actually was born here, raised here. And so we just decided to stay and settle down in our small town. Chad, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him on your videos. It's funny, it's funny because you watched recently the second movie and I, I watched your uh, review. It was funny. Oh, thanks. <laughs> How did you get into writing? What was the beginning? Did you always want to be a writer or was somebody there who encouraged you? So my parents really encouraged me from a very young age to love reading and writing. I remember as a child, I was always filling up little journals with stories and with poems. It was just always something I loved. But I never really considered a career in writing. I never thought I'd actually be an author. It was kind of like one of those big, wild, crazy dreams you have. Like It would be amazing to happen, but it won't happen for me. So when I got into college, I actually, my first degree was in accounting and I minored in English and so when I was taking an English class called the literature of health and healing it was like like a very depressing class it was all about you know people who are dying or terminally ill but it was also weirdly inspiring because it was about people who didn't know how much time they had left so they were chasing their big dreams and so our professor was always talking about, you know, what are your dreams? If you had, you know, just a little bit of time to live, what would you want to accomplish? And it was really a wake up call for me because I realized my big ultimate dream was to see my name on the cover of a book. So I went home from class that night and I got this idea for this book. It was actually Sweet Romance was where I started. Um, and so I got this idea for this book and I sat down and I just started writing. And from there, it took me several years to finish the book. I kept coming back to it um, here and there. I really just felt like it was kind of silly. Like I kept telling myself, why are you wasting your time? No one's going to see this. But I just felt compelled to finish it. And so from there then, eventually, um, that would be the first book that I had published. So 
that was the first one. Okay. Yeah. And how comes that you moved from sweet romance to something that is the widow next door? <laughs> so I was in the romance genre, genre for a few years when I just felt like I had said everything I wanted to say in the genre. Um, and I love the romance genre, but there are very particular rules in the romance genre. You have to kind of have that happily ever after. And I had written a book. Uh, it was called Remember When. It was a survival story. And I actually had wanted to do a tragic ending, but I wasn't able to in the genre. So that really kind of gave me the push to start exploring the thriller genre a little bit. Um, I was really uncertain about it, but I just felt compelled to write something that was more plot heavy and that gave me more freedom. And so that was really what pushed me into the genre and what inspired me to write The Widow Next Door. And now I just really feel like I found my place in the writing world because it is there is so much more freedom in thriller and horror. You can pretty much do what you want. And I like that. Just to share with our watchers, so this is The Widow Next Door. Thank I really, really love this book. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, what did inspire you to write a book about an older person who, because it's, it's kind of difficult, you know, you don't know the feelings. And you really describe her the way like, you know, my joints are heavy, I don't feel my feet, even though I didn't run for ages, I feel like I ran a marathon. So how, how, how all those emotions came? How all those like uh, details came? Yeah, so for me, I i don't know why I've always enjoyed writing from an elderly perspective, at least in a little, little piece of it. So in my romances, I tend to have like an elderly character who's like the quirky grandma in the romance genre. So I think that's probably why my first book in Thriller, I was attracted to that idea. I think aging is such an, a compelling experience for humanity. I think there are so many emotions and feelings and complications. And so for me, it just kind of, it was an interesting concept. My husband and I were actually talking about me wanting to write a thriller and I wasn't really sure what direction I wanted to go in or where to start. And he was actually the one that said, you always write about elderly characters in your romances. Why don't you take that idea and make something creepy out of it? Um, in our neighborhood, we have a lot of elderly women who are often the ones looking out their window who like seem to know more about everyone in the neighborhood than even they know about themselves. So I just thought, you know, what if we took that idea and I made it something creepy, something darker. And so for me, it was just really about putting myself in the widow's shoes, climbing into her character. I kind of liken it to um, acting or theater, where you, as a writer, you kind of just put yourself into that character and start thinking about the world from their point of view. So for me, that's always been my process. Um, so I'm glad all those details came through in The Widow Next Door, because that was my goal. Really, I loved it. I loved it. And uh, tell me, please, about how, what was the story of publishing The Widow Next Door? Was it like an easy deal or was it difficult? It was kind of like starting over. It was kind of very similar to my first book in that when I wrote The Widow Next Door, I didn't expect it to go anywhere. The story that compelled me, I just felt like I needed to tell the widow's story. The whole time I was writing The Widow Next Door, I kept telling myself, no one's going to see this. You're a romance writer. What are you doing? Um, so I actually told my husband, I wrote the whole draft and I said, you need to read this. Um, he is not a reader, but he loves thriller and horror. He loves the genre. So I told him, you need to read this book. And if it's bad, you need to tell me. Like, you need to just straight up tell me, go back to romance. You have no business writing this. 
he read it. And when he um, came home one day and like talked to me about it, he was like, that was really good. It was very creepy. You need to pursue it. So for me, that was the confidence boost I think I needed. I still was uncertain, but it was the confidence boost I needed to at least try. So I started exploring what I wanted to do with the book. And at the same time I was looking, Avon Books, HarperCollins UK, had open submission, which they very rarely do. And I've never worked with an agent. I've always gone out on my own. So it seemed like the perfect opportunity. So I sent in the manuscript, not expecting anything to happen. And then it was a very long process back and forth, very nerve wracking. When they accepted the book, they actually wanted me to change the ending, the original ending I had. Yeah, so um, I had a different ending. They wanted me to do something different. Um, I finally decided to work on that. So I actually had to rewrite the ending and resubmit it and see what they thought. So over months and months and months, finally they accepted it. So it was a long process, um, but I'm really excited that I did it. I'm really happy I did it. In the original ending, the lady, the, the, the widow was supposed to be with the pie uh, somewhere yes. in the, um, on the fields, in the fields. Yes, yes that's right. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, I I love both of the endings. Thank you. <laughs> uh, tell me a bit about 2021. What's your plan? Are you going to publish something new? Are you working on something new now? So I have a book coming out in March called The Redwood Asylum. It is set in an insane asylum. It's straight up horror um, because all of my, even my thrillers kind of dabble on the edge of horror. So lately I've been exploring just the pure out horror genre a little bit more. I've always wanted to write a book in the insane asylum. I love playing with insanity and unreliable narrators in my books. So it just seemed like a perfect time to do that. And then I'm also <clears throat> currently drafting a book that will come out hopefully end of 2021. It's more of a dark thriller. So yeah, I'm working on those two right now. Uh, do you, how do you usually work? Like you, you finish one and then the other <laughs> one or do you outline them both at the same time? Sometimes there have been times in my writing where I have two books going at once. And that is nice because if I feel like I get stuck on one, I'll flip to the other one. Um, but right now I just finished edits on Redwood Asylum. So it's final copy ready to go. And then I started writing this most recent one. Um, but there have been times where I'll flip between two. Mm, nice, nice. Well, I'm very excited for the Asylum book because it's something horror and I love horror. So, yeah, I'm excited for March 20, March 2021, you say, right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Yeah. And what about the routine, your daily routine? How does it look perfect day or, or when do you prefer to write and how do you see writing in your day? So I tend to write better at night. And I think it's because when I was in college, I actually had a job that was second shift. So I would get done with work around midnight. And that's when I would do my writing on my first book. That's when I had time. So I've kind of stuck with that. I tend to write better in the evenings. Um, as far as my writing process, I'm not super strict with myself about it, like some writers are, just because it's kind of my escape. Like it's my fun hobby. It's what I love to do. So I don't make it into a job. I try to write when I feel inspired and when I have time too. So I'm a teacher during the day. And so during the school year, like right now, my process is I probably spend about an hour a night, weeknights only. I take the weekends off. And then I do a lot of my writing over the summers. So that's kind of the process I do. I try to write at least one full book over the summer. That way I can work on editing. So Redwood Asylum, I pretty much finished the summer. And then in the fall, I edited. So, 
three months for a book to, to write a book. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, yeah. And about the idea and the preparation, do you have like a table somehow, or how do you do the, the preparation? Or it's just the characters and the characters and the settings, they are in your head and you just outline them on the paper. Yeah. Pretty much, that's probably how I am. In real life, like in my day job, I'm a planner. Like I'm an obsessive planner. So with my writing, I'm the opposite. And I think that's why it's my escape. I tend to kind of just be more free flowing. I'll outline basic ideas. Like I'll know the main events I want to happen. And sometimes I'll just like outline the chapters, what's the main event of each chapter. But for the most part, I just go with it. Um, once I kind of have mulled over the characters and the setting for a while, once I feel ready to write the first page, then I pretty much know I can, write, can just keep going from there and write the whole book. So I'll just um, kind of go with it, just see where the characters go. Are there any writers that inspire you? Absolutely. So Stephen King, of course, I think like so many in my genre. Um, I really like Stephen King, too, because he's so open with his journey. And I find that so inspiring. Like, I love his memoir on writing because he shares about all of the rejections he went through. He shares about all of the self-doubt and how he struggled with that. And I really find that inspiring as a writer to see that even Stephen King struggled in the beginning. Um, and then I also love some of the female horror writers. So I love Shirley Jackson. I teach some of her stories in um, my high school English class. And also my other favorite is Charlotte Perkins Gilman, The Yellow Wallpaper. That is one of my all time favorite stories because it's such a creepy story with the unreliable narrator. So I feel like that has really heavily influenced what I like to write. I just started The, the Yellow Wallpaper. I just started, I got it in love. I just started. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's a big book, but from the, the first pages you like, Okay, this is serious and uh, yeah. so interesting. Yeah, um, are there any new skills that you would like to learn, or and if you and if there is something, what what's that? Then? Um, I think for me, it's just always about working on my craft. I think I, I always teach my students that writing isn't something you're ever perfect at. It's just always a growing process. So for me, it's always just about learning to get better at my writing to deliver a better story. Um, and so for me, that's really what I hope to work on next year is just to keep fine tuning my craft, keep working on writing in a more efficient way, in a stronger way, and in a, in a more emotional way. Mm -hmm. And if, um, for instance, if there is someone who doesn't have a good uh, education in English, doesn't have a good vocabulary like myself, for instance, and I want to write a book, so I'm the na naive guy who wants to write a book, what would be your recommendation? What would be your advice? So I think the, the most important advice I would say is to follow the story you want to write, is to write from the heart, because I think so many people get overwhelmed by the thought of marketing and how am I going to sell the book and all of that stuff, which is important. But for me, it's always been, a, it's always been about writing the story I'm passionate about, the story I want to write. I think if you stick with that, people will notice that in your writing. Um, so I think writing what you're passionate about and I think, too, um, on a more practical side of things, I think great advice would be to look into taking like a photography class or getting good at taking photos because so much of the book industry now is visual. So much of it, even if you're with a publisher, you have to do so much of the social media and so much of it is about the visuals. So that's one thing I've definitely learned on the fly is how to take effective pictures, um, whether it be of your books or flat lays. 
And you don't have to take a class for that. There are so many resources online that you could start working on. So that's kind of a long-term thing to think about. I think too, just kind of sticking with it. I think so many people ask me, how do I go from this idea in my head to just making it into a book? And the answer is you just have to sit down and work through the process. So, you know, just making sure you actually carry that through, I think is important. Is there a class, a course, or a school that you would recommend to a um, um, starting writer to, to take? Um, there are a lot of really nice free groups on Facebook that I joined when I was starting out and I still am learning from. There's a book on, or there's a group on Facebook called 20 Books to 50K. It is a huge group of writers and they share so much information with each other from the writing process to the marketing process. I'm always on there and I'm always learning. So that's a really nice place to start. And they actually um, will outline different courses and things they recommend for you for wherever you are in your journey. The other group I really like, Audrey Huey, um, Sprints and Spirits. It's a group on Facebook. It's another smaller writers group and they do a lot of information about writing and things like that. She also has a group called Author Transformation Alliance that you can pay for each month and she offers classes um, on writing and also on marketing. So those are some of my favorites. That's kind of where I started when I started writing. Mm, nice, nice. And uh, I've noticed on your Instagram uh, a lot of those gothic pictures, you know, uh -huh. you and with the rose. Where, what's the story? Are you uh, like a gothic girl? You like gothic music and such or, or not uh, really? Not completely. I think I've always been drawn to like darker literature and the horror side of things, which is funny because I also like the romance side of things and the pink side of things. So a lot of what I talk about in my horror writing is that there's a dark side to everyone. Everyone's got that inner dark side. So I really like to try to capture that in some of my pictures um, and kind of show that, that I think so many of us, you know, we're not just one thing. We have so many facets to who we are. That's absolutely true. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And uh, looking at your Instagram from different sides, I see also that you try, you invest a lot of time in inspiring other people, trying to motivate people, trying to, to help them overcome their fears in terms of writing, in terms of uh, personal motivation. So I think uh, everybody is very thankful to you for that. Thank Where you. How did you come to the point that you, you want to do that? Like, uh, do you, you know, some friends who struggled through times that. Well, part of it is I'm always at my high school. I get to teach a creative writing class. Um, okay. So I see my high school students and I see some of the things they struggle with, with just confidence. I see students who are amazing writers but they don't recognize that in themselves because they're just so nervous. And writing is a scary process. It's a very vulnerable craft. And I know for me, when I started out in the publishing world, I really didn't know anything about it. I didn't have any friends in the business. I pretty much was just learning on the fly. And that's such a scary feeling. Um, luckily, my husband is super supportive of my journey. And he's always there to like dry my tears when things aren't going well or, you know, to talk me through it. I just really, you know, at this point in my career, I really want to be kind of that helper for someone else because I know what that's like when you're just starting out and you don't know who to turn to for advice. So my hope is that by seeing my story, people can get inspired to just keep going even when it gets hard um, and, to, and even to just get started on it. Because for me, I never thought I'd be an author ever. I'm from a super small town. I just never thought it was in the cards for me. So I feel like if I can do it, 
anyone can do it. And I really want people to know that. That's really awesome. Do you imagine ever stop uh, teaching at school and pursuing the full day, full-time writer career? Maybe someday, you never know, but I do love the chance to teach um, because I am, you know, it's so closely connected. I teach English and writing, so I feel like it's so connected to my passion for literature and I get to teach some of those great stories. So it really is, per it's kind of a perfect match for me. I just imagine, you know, the kids in your class, they, it's a published author, published writer who's teaching them. I mean, you, you get it only in, 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 in some special writing courses or writing centers, you know, and here they have a pub published writer who's teaching them creative writing. This is awesome, really. The school must be very happy with you. Moreover, it's a small town. Mm -hmm. and this, this super, super happy and thankful that they oh, have a person. <laughs> um so the, the the trademark question of my show of my of, of this this whole thing why we are doing the interview is i would like you to choose one person who you know who you would like to amplify who you would like to share information about so i could feature them on this show next time so who would that be I would love to amplify Stuart James. He's a good friend of mine um, in the horror genre as well. He's such an amazing guy. So he's a horror writer, but he also recently started his own podcast. Um, and so he interviews, he's had some really big name authors on his show already. And it's just, it just keeps growing. Um, he talks about like haunted houses and all kinds of really cool stuff. So he's a really fun guy. I think you would love talking to him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to check him out and I'm going to contact him. And let's see next time we're going to feature him also on the interview. Tell me, please, and tell to everybody where can we find you? So I have a website at ladetweiler.com. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram at ladetweiler. Um, I'm most active on those two platforms. So. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Lindsay. Thank you very much for being here with us today. And uh, you're very funny. You're very nice. And I, I really love that you are doing something to encourage the others to pursue their dreams. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was wonderful. Thank you. I wish you a good evening in uh, thank Pennsylvania. You. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for staying till the end of the episode. I really hope you found something useful for yourself and I'm doing this to get inspired and also to inspire you guys. So don't hesitate sharing the episode with your friends who always wanted to write because now it's time to start writing that book. Our, our next guest, our, my, my next guest will be announced in a couple of days so stay tuned and thanks again for being there bye bye